Okay, guys, it's uh, welcome to another episode of A Slut with Morals. It's your host, Ruby. If you're new here, you can follow my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook at A Slut with Morals. If you want to follow the TikTok, it's A Slut with Morals podcast. Um, today, I have a friend joining me today. It is the Italian stallion, Chris. What up, what up? Um, so, yeah. Uh, and so, pretty much today, what we're going to talk about is toxicity in relationships and becoming more aware of yourself and your potential partner in future relationships. Um, I was actually just telling Chris that a lot of the times when, you know, you're, you're going through something uh, with your partner and they become very secretive and you catch them in a lie, they tend to go into like a stealth mode. And um, that's kind of that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, so, Chris, uh, you were kind of telling me about your your horrendous dating experience. Yes, the, the cycle, the terrible cycle. Um, there hasn't been one good experience yet. Fucked. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. All right. So, <clears throat> so kind of starting to okay. So you you t- you told me about a time that you cheated, and this is you're 36 years old now. And you told me about a time that you cheated way back when you were a teenager, and that kind of uh, set the tone as to you never cheating ever again on a on a partner or a potential partner. Um, can can you tell me about that? Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Yes, that is basically what set my morals on that. Like, I was fifteen. Uh, I was with the the woman that I was with was the girl I was with in high school. We dated for four years, and I don't know if it was I don't think it was love, but I mean we were young. So infatuation. Yeah. Yeah, of course, lust. Yeah. You were in lust. Whole lot you of were lust. in lust. Yeah, Lo- loads of, of lust. I know all about that. <laughs> yes, testosterone craziness. So, uh, her best friend came at me at a party one day. And I went for it. So I go to school the next day, and <laughs> here she comes down the hall pissed. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And she I mean, like, you kind of knew what was going on, though, you know? Yeah, like, but I didn't had think, that like, on you. I didn't think that her best friend was going to be like, you know what, hey. I fucked up. Yeah, like, I, I went and uh, I fucked Chris last night. Sorry. Like, nothing's going to happen it's- out of that. Like, shit. Okay, so she comes up to me, and she just, like, I thought she was going to hit me, but she didn't. She just looked at me and just was like, how could you? And, I mean, I just felt, like, every bit of that energy of just hurt and just, like, her world had crumbled. And you could see it. Like, I could just, it's just something, it's hard to explain. But... After seeing her go through that, well, she wore her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, and you kind of like and I just, that shit. I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally stomped on it, and I, I don't know. I it, it really it it took a really big toll on me. Like it fucked me up pretty bad, and I really couldn't tell her that it did. You know, I'm just like I fucked up. I mean, I, I felt like I'm not gonna say anything because I can't even be with her. Like I done, I did something so shitty. Like she, I, she deserves way better than that. So I just did everything I could to avoid her, which was, it kind of, it hurt me, but it was best for her. Um, but anyway, since that, 
I told myself that I would never, ever cheat on a woman ever again. And I always communicate. Communicate. Communication is like the biggest thing, I think, in a relationship. If you can't talk to each other about something that's that's just wearing on your mind, like, eventually that shit's going to build up. And it's going to turn into anger. And that's what causes all Resentment. the arguments. Yeah. yeah. And all this other shit. And then you're like, God damn, if I just would have, I just would have sat down and try to have a, a legitimate, like grown up conversation, none of this shit would have ever happened. We could have stopped it right there. But some people are like afraid to do it. So I have to like interrupt you really fast. So I have a nine year old, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My nine year old has a little boyfriend that she's had since last year. Uh, she's in third grade now and they're in second grade and their relationship kind of like trips me out. Like it, it is so funny. It's my daughter is like four foot. Fuck. She's almost as tall as me now. I'm, I'm five feet tall. And my daughter is like four foot seven. And her little boyfriend is this four foot hilarious little kid. Like he is so just like goofy looking, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and there's this new kid in class. Uh, kind of follows her around. Um, but but this year, my daughter and her little boyfriend, they're across the hall from each other. They're not in the same classroom anymore. And it's like, it's like they're having the longest distance relationship of their lives. Like, it is so funny to like, listen to her. She's like, Mom, I got to see Corbin uh, across like in the room today. And he just looks so sad. All he did was wave at me. And I'm like, dude, you guys have like Reese's and shit together. You know, like it is, it is just so like the audacity of like them having to be across the hall from each other. <laughs> anyway. So her little friend, Kyle, uh, because it's kind of, you know, like I said, he's a new kid in school, you know, and, and, uh, kind of gravitates towards my daughter. Cause my daughter is hilarious. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, so Corbin and my daughter are sitting together and Kyle comes up to my daughter and just sits beside her. And from what I gathered is Corbin got super jealous, like hated looking at this dude, uh, didn't want him around my daughter, uh, hated his hair, started talking shit about this kid's hair. Like it was, I'm telling you, kid relationships are so goofy. Like, Um, but she looked at me and she goes, mom, I just, you know, I just have to tell Corbin tomorrow that, that he's the one that I like. And, you know, he makes me happy and he makes me laugh and he's the only thing that I want right now. You know, she's like, Kyle is only a friend. Like he doesn't matter. And I was so astounded by like my daughter realizing that her having communication and her little, her little across the hall, long distance relationship would make a whole lot of difference. You know what I mean? Because she like, like she gets it. She understands that communication is so fucking important. And it, it is, it's so difficult for us as adults yeah. to grasp. You know what I mean? Like, like sexually, um, emotionally, mentally, physically. I mean, just communication is just so important. You know, I like this. I don't like that. 
Um, I like it when you do this for me. I don't like it when you do that. You know what I mean? Um, these are these are little things that that adults could fix if they just fucking talked about it. You know what right. I mean? And they didn't get offended by it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, say you and I are in a relationship and you're fucking, I don't know, it's fucking annoying in bed. Uh, I'm trying to watch TV and you're fucking just watching TikTok videos, say, and you're laughing at every single fucking one of them. You're like, and you're like showing me, you know? And then I'm like, dude, I'm trying to watch this fucking documentary. You know what I mean? I could be like, I could just look at you and be like, hey, I'm trying to watch this documentary. This is really important to me. Do you mind either turning it down or just watching the the TV with me or taking it into another room? You know, would you be offended by that? Hell no. I'd be like, you know what? God damn, you're right. This is, let's watch some TV. Yeah, like this this shit's important. You know what I mean? Like, like my next episode is going to be on JFK, right? And say I'm watching a documentary and I'm like, dude, I really have to fucking pay attention to this shit because this is all in the next podcast, you know? You would probably be like, you could do one or two things. You'll get mad and be like, I hurt your feelings. I was being insensitive. Or you'll put your phone away or you'll go into the next room or what have you and be like, you know what? You're right. Let me, I'm not interested in watching about fucking JFK and you'll leave the room or you'll be like, Hey, you know what? You're right. And you'll put the phone away and you'll watch this documentary with me. Right. Right. Um, but, but just, just just the fact that my fucking nine-year-old kid grasped, Mm -hmm. understood that this, her communicating it would fix her relationship. Her little, they've been together a whole year. Like this is insane, but you know, fucking this kid can fucking hold the relationship longer than I can. Shit. But you know, (laughs) I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Um, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, um, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, uh, cheating on someone is like an, and I told you this before, it can either make or break your relationship, but it broke yours because you couldn't even like face yourself. Like you couldn't look into her eyes that were pained, right? They, Mm -hmm. they hurt. Every time you looked at her, you knew what you did and you couldn't, you couldn't continue. Correct. And I see I think that's what holds me different in a lot of my relationships. It's not just my intelligence, but it's more of my genuineness and my and my uh, capability of like being able to grasp like what you're saying. Yeah. I guess my maturity, maybe I don't know what it is. These days, hell, who fucking knows? I don't know what goes on anymore. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Yeah. But I feel like. Like you just said, I mean, it would just be so much easier. And that's how I've always been. So I've never really understood a whole lot of shit that goes down because I feel like I've always been so oblivious and like, I should just listen and, and just believe you. Because if I don't, if I try to question everything, I'm wrong. And then I get, I'll get yelled at or whatever. You don't trust me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can see that it would be different maybe if I was coming across like a total dick and yelling at it. But, I mean, it's genuine, like, just a regular question. Like, hey, I just see that you're acting a little bit different. I was just wondering if everything's okay between us. Right. Like, you were just telling me about this uh, most recent. No, no, no. The chick before your last relationship. Tell me about that. Oh. 
the one before, the like, one the, that was like, like really right secretive now, and one, like, yeah, okay. always looking at her phone. And so, this one, the very first month, I, she basically fed my head with what I wanted to hear. So, I now have learned do not tell the person what you are looking for because if you do, they're going to try to mimic it. And then you never know if it's really them until it's too late. But anyways, so she basically mimicked whatever I wanted. And then about when a month hit, it got to where I started noticing this whole phone thing. Like, all of a sudden, your phone starts popping out everywhere we go. Like, I'm jamming to music and we're riding or, like, we're at a restaurant and we're eating and you're just sitting here texting away. Or it's more more of what really got me is whenever you lean away to where I like Ooh, yeah. like you know what that's that's sketchy like yeah. I ain't like what are you leaning away for like what what are you doing and then same thing with like I'll like I I've been asleep like asleep quote you know and then I've seen her like get up grab her phone send a few messages like three o'clock in the damn morning what the fuck. Anyway, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I played it for a little while, and then finally I was like, nah, it got crazy. She was like, let's see how much you really trust me. I'm going to go to Wisconsin for two weeks and yada, yada, yada. The day that she leaves, the day before, we get into this argument out of nowhere, she just flips out on me. And I was like, what? So I was like, look, and I don't never call a female a bitch, ever. Like, I've already learned my lesson. And Good. I said, you're, you're acting like, I don't know why you're acting like a bitch right now. And I was like, oh, shit. I just <laughs> but she she literally had blocked me on Facebook. And, like, I, that just, that got me. I guess she knew where to get me. But the thing is, is we're, you're, you're like, you're about to go away for two weeks. And then you call me the next morning and you're like, oh, baby, this, baby, that. But yet you started all this shit and now I'm still blocked and here you are taking off to Wisconsin, you know, like where your baby daddy is for two weeks and it's already sketch. Yeah, like sketchy. she just, she fucked right then and there is when everything was like, yeah, just went to shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the phone thing. Um, so me and relationships, like, I've had to learn to put my phone away. Um, and that's just because I, I want the person that I'm with to have my absolute total attention. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, unless they're asking me to Google something or something important pops up, like my mom's calling because the kids or my ex's mom is calling because the kids, you know what I mean? Like something like that, like that to me is important. I'm like, Oh, give me a second. I got to answer this, you know? Um, that, that to me, like, that's when I completely stop, you know, and I'm like, hey, give me a second. But I always say, or if, I, or if I'm busy, um, I, I at least have the decency to text the person that I'm talking to and say, hey, you know what? I'm a little busy right now. Give me about 30 minutes to an hour and I will text you back or I will call you. Um, and that's just because, like, I, that, that's a respect that you're building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do understand, like, if you're in the car and you're jamming, you're just jamming, you know, um, that to me isn't really, like, super important, like, yeah, I like the song, but there's some shit that I gotta pay attention to, or something I have to read, or, because I'm a busy person, unfortunately, you know, I got the podcast, I have school, I got my kids, I got this, and I got that, and so, 
a lot of the times that's where I'm like, uh, you know, that's where I'm, if someone else is driving, I'm, I'm able to look at my phone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, the whole texting someone else or looking at your phone while you're with someone that's important to you, or you're telling them that they're important to you, looking at your phone all the fucking time isn't showing that, that their importance, you know what I mean? That's yeah. Yeah. For real. So what that's ended up happening with Wisconsin? I'm going to call her Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It ended like I basically. She had my. She had a really nice necklace of mine in one of my rings. I like jewelry. I love jewelry. It's the whole Italian thing. So. I felt like she held it over me a little bit, but. What do you mean? Like, sometimes I, cause I would be like, you know what, I I can't deal with this, and then she'd be like, why? You gonna leave? And then I'd be like, maybe, you know, like, yeah, if you keep acting the way you're going to do, like, you're not, I mean, you're acting sketchy. And then she's like, blows up, right? And then she'll be like, well, come get your ring. And then I'll be like, okay, okay, come get your necklace. And I'll be like, all right. And then she'll be like, you're not getting it, I'm throwing it away. I'm like, what? What? So, but yeah, it, it ended terrible. I never got my necklace or my ring back. Um. And what the way it ended is that I caught her. Probably pawned that shit. Well, what I did is, man, I I don't play around with my emotions. Like you, you fuck with my emotions or my family or my friends, like new. So what I did is I created a fake account. This might be bad to say, but I created a fake account on Tinder, and I super liked her. So you like catfished her a little bit? Okay. All right. And then I, I was I like screenshotted everything, sent it to her, and I said I want I want all my shit like in a bag, and I'm gonna come by and get it. And she was like, I'm not giving you shit. You're insecure. You're jealous. You got all these issues, and I'm like, all this shit you're saying to me, but yet I caught you, right. like trying to fuck with my head, and put those in my head. Like you caused me to be that way. So how did, okay, so you said that after you guys split up, you ended up re-downloading Tinder, right? Mm-hmm. And you found her on it, and it said she was active. Oh, this is the uh, this is the one most recent now. Oh, never mind, never mind. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I got my, I got my uh, states confused. Sorry. So many. Oops. Oopsies. <laughs> but yeah, that one. That one, yes. We, I mean, we could jump into that one you want, but the Wisconsin one—that's that's all it was. She really, what threw me off was how, and I'll tell you this: with every one of my relationships, I found that whenever I call them out on some bullshit on their sketch, and I and I literally find it, and I and I fact like show facts, it's like they will do anything they can to 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 turn that back on me. Like you're so insecure, the insecure, the jealousy. And, and controlling. I've never been controlling my entire life. Never. And then jealousy, of course. Yeah, if someone's going to, like, try to come on in my girl while I'm right there. Yeah, I'd be a little jealous. Like, oh, damn, like, hey, man. But I don't know. I've never see, been See, I don't really see that as jealousy. jealousy. I see that more as, like, kind of protecting what's yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I were playing with something, like a doll, 
and someone else came and tried to take my doll away from me, I would be like, who in the fuck is you? You know, like, the fuck? This is my doll. You see I'm playing with this doll. Why are you trying to come and take my doll away from me? Who the fuck is you? Yeah. What the fuck? It's like territorial type thing. It is. Um, and that's and it's not even jealousy. It's it's being protective and being like, you know, okay, well if you came and you and you try to take my doll from me, uh let me just try and see uh how my doll feels about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I would still be like, um, Rosemary doesn't like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and I would pet my doll and I would be like, please don't fucking Touch my fucking doll, <laughs> you fucking child. Like, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. See, the fucking white claws help. Sorry, guys. Once again, this is not a sober podcast. Uh, I don't think I've done one of those in a while. Um, and then, hold on. I gotta, God, I gotta fucking pee. But we have nine minutes left on the first episode. You can do it. Nine minutes. What? Oh, you're holding it for Yeah, I'm going to hold it for eight minutes that's, and... That's that chirp and shit right there. 40 seconds. Beautiful. Yep. So I can do this. Um. Okay, so then your last relationship, which you said was three months ago? No, let's say... Well, technically it was a week ago. Fuck. Look, look, maybe a week and two days. But you guys kind of... So you dated briefly kind of about six months and uh and then you found out she was married in like this really oh, horrible this way one okay this was a legitimate relationship yeah i thought okay and um so you guys were talking for two months and then you dated yeah, we for made it official months. in a for, month yeah oh okay. it was like a, well it was like two months yeah yeah it was like two months we made it official in two months so in all it was like six months of talking but dated for four so, like, the first two months was kind of standoffish a little bit. We weren't all, each, like, around each other all the time. Of course. And then when we finally made it official, it was like I was at her place on the weekend or she was in my place on the weekend. We would alternate, you know. And I never really I never really saw any kind of signs. Like, I, ne- I, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention at this time either because – this is when, like, I, I didn't get, like, totally screwed over a lot. So, I wouldn't, I, I have gotten screwed over once by my baby mama, which was horrendous. And we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. When we come back. But this one was, like, it was really hard. She didn't show a whole lot. I mean, she was, like, 100% in it. Like, all in. Um, One day, like... Before all this even happened, the day before the final finale took place, it was like she cooked for me, and she was like, "I just wanted to, I just wanted to know everything about you, and I just wanted to press you and make this dinner." It was horrible, by the way. She did not. <laughs> chip, oh my god. I'm dead. What was Worst it? Cook. What was it? She made like fried chicken with was she white? green beans. Oh yeah. no, that's terrible. I, I can't ask that on the she on was here. White. <laughs> <laughs> you know why people don't season their chicken? What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't even know. Why don't people even... don't... They don't know how to do... Uh, anyway, proceed, proceed, proceed. So... <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, 
I never saw any signs. I knew I never really saw any. Of course, I wasn't really paying too close attention. But when you walk into the apartment, I mean, I didn't <laughs> see any like pictures of dudes and this and that. You probably take them down. Yeah, I mean, I probably should have investigated and looking for dust for like outlines and shit. No, <laughs> you should have. Did you check the closet? Did no, you... I didn't really be a nosy because you know I feel like I'm invading and. Sh- but now it's like I'm not even gonna let shit slide. Like I'm not. I'm on my p's and q's. Like I gotta be aware. But yeah. So one night I go. We I stay at her place, in her apartment, and it was like, she even she even told me that she loved me, that same night, and I was like. I'm not gonna lie, I was was falling in love with her. I wasn't like in love, love with her, but I was falling in love with her. And so, anyways, 3 a.m. hits, I'm passed out in my boxers. Door just like breaks open off the hinges, wood flies. I come out of the bed and I grab like a big, huge knife and walked out. And all of a sudden, like as I'm running this guy, He's like, my wife. And I'm like, what? I just like froze. And I was like, what the hell? And I looked at her and I was like, you, you're fucking kidding me, right? And then he was like, man, we've been married for What was the look on her face, though? Like, what was the look on her face? Like, her mouth was wide wide open. Uh, Her eyes were extremely huge. And then when I looked at her, she looked completely away. And looked at the ground, and then I was like, so "That's what I knew." I was like, "Yeah, you fucking." Sorry, excuse me. No, you're fine. You're at fine. that point in time, I felt like I had all right, but yeah, it was it was so bad. And then I looked at the guy. I was like, "Look, man, in my defense, I had I didn't even know you existed." So like, so was he mad at you? Was he mad at her? Like, how did that? No, he wasn't mad at me. He was just crying and like just so sad. And I, I mean, I, cause I, and I've seen that look before. So I just, I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm going to get all my stuff and I'm going to bounce and I'm out. So you ain't got to worry about me no more. The next, like, I go home and apparently he ends up telling her to, or she ends up telling him to leave or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So she's blowing my phone up and I was like, let's just see what kind of dumb shit she has to say. So I answered the phone like an idiot and she was like, Look, I swear, we've been, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't think you were going to be with me, but we've been going through a divorce. Yes, we're married, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. They were in the separation process or they were actually like actively still living together, like having fucking holy matrimony type shit. No, see, they had went through a little rough patch because of financial situations. Mm. I didn't know this yet, but... They, he lived with his mom and dad, and she was working over here at a prison, and she it was more financially easier to be at this apartment with the kid going, you know, here at the time, and then uh, it's a whole drawn out. But I never saw the guy. Apparently, he came over during the week when I never knew. Of course. So, anyways, yeah, I she ends up telling me all this rigmarole, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then she was like, just come over tomorrow and we'll do this and this and this and I'll show you all this. And I'm like falling in for you like a damn idiot. 
And then... Can I take my shoes off? Yes. Thank you. And then, like, I get this text in the morning. And she's like, look, you're really going to hate me. I'm sorry that I'm getting back together together with my husband. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah. Why would you... Why would you even bring me into this shit? Like, oh. Uh, We're just in a clusterfuck of emotions right Yes. Here. Like, how dare you fucking bring me into that? Okay, so we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so I peed. We ordered Mexican food. We're good. So, Chris, Yo. what were you just saying? I was saying how <clears throat> it's funny because, like, some people, it just makes me laugh because, like, when you catch somebody lying and, like, they know they're lying and you know they're lying. You're literally right there showing them that they're lying and they're still like, no, no, that's, that's not, that's not true. And you're like, it's right here. Like, look. So it's like, I don't get when people can't just like accept that part. Like just give in like you lie, like just say it. I mean, I guess maybe like they feel so much unknowingly, like subconsciously they feel like, wow, this is really shitty of me. Yeah, like... And they're just like, I can't come to the fact of saying, I, I lied, you're right. I fucked up, yeah. yeah. A lot of it is, um, so like a lot of this podcast is definitely about self-awareness and self-reflection and just kind of taking these moments and like bettering yourself, you know? So you're right, there's like a lot of people out there that can't, until the relationship is over, until they accept it that they fucked up, um, a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for their actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's, it all really just depends on, like, their own morals and values. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people say, like, I was raised this way. I was raised this way. This is how I was raised. I don't know. I, ra I was raised without a mom, without a dad, just a grandma. I ran wild. But I still had set my morals aside. Yeah, well, that's, that's stuff that's instilled in you as a young age, whether it's from your grandma or your grandpa or your mom or your dad. Like, you are looking at what other people are doing, and so those values are being instilled in you. It's influence. all a type of different, yeah, it's, it's all a different type of psychology. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we all have these, these statute of limitations or whatever, you know, you call it. And that's how we decide, like, what's good and what's bad for ourselves. Um, which kind of reminds me 
to, um, so you kind of briefly told me about your baby mama. Oh, um, no. <laughs> can you kind of tell me exactly what happened? Well, so it all started really good. Like, how I met old her were you first. when you met her? Because you're 36 now. So, I how was old 14. Were you when you met her? No, I was 16. I was 16 when I first met her for the mm -hmm. first time. Um, we were just, it wasn't, we weren't like dating. We were just, we were just fucking. That was it. It was, that's, that's it. Then <clears throat> we kind of like stayed in touch and talked and kept it as that for a, quite a while. I don't want to say like, she would break up with someone and go to me, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? This and that, blah, blah, blah. And then knowingly in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, she's trying to fuck. Let me just go over there and be like, hey, yeah, show up. Okay. We never really, like, built a friendship or anything like that. Okay. Until maybe, it was, like, right when I got out of high school. We uh, hung out, man, I want to say for, like, years. At least just hung out, chilled, kicked it. Like friends? Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, we, we didn't even, we weren't like on that, we weren't trying to find something or thinking that we were going to be anything or like searching for nothing. We didn't even know what the hell we were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, your kids. Yeah. And then we, uh, she was dating this guy and I stopped talking to her. And then I guess like two years go by and I see her again at the mall and I was like, God damn, she is like super hot. And she is, she is gorgeous. Um, so you're like, I'm going to impregnate that. <laughs> that was, that is not what was running through my mind. <laughs> but it's not, but, but it happened anyways. But, uh, I think, you know, it, I, sh I shouldn't. I felt like I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do nothing wrong in life with her, how we met. I think it was more of like, just time wasn't right. But in the same sense, it's like, how could someone do that, what she did? And what did she do? Oh, man, we, we ended up, like, I, it took me a whole hot minute, and I finally got her. Like, I won her over, and... She was like madly in love with me. We moved in together and she quit her fucking job. Like, say that even, again. You got to say that a little she bit. She quit her job. Like, I don't even know. She uh -huh. was up and quit. I was like, what are you doing? What? Why? But anyway, that's not where it all. Basically, what happened is <clears throat> we move out of this apartment. I lived in my place. She lived at her mom. Her parents were filthy rich, they had a lot of money. She grew up spoiled. I knew it. But, I mean, she kind of never really showed that side to me. But when she quit her job, I really saw it. Because I yeah. never even knew she worked. At first, I never even knew where she got her money. I knew that her parents were rich. But she always made it seem like she got her own shit. But I never really questioned it. Yeah. Which is back to the being oblivious. You should really, like, try to ask more questions and figure things go. out. Yeah, yeah. You're learning but, now. Yeah. And so. Only took you 20 years. Yeah, I did. So. <laughs> yeah, probably more. And I was working at this place. I was working at Hollywood Video mm -hmm. when that used to be a thing. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> when you go yeah. and rent no, movies I know. and yeah. shit. 
So, anyways, we're we weren't even together. We we just had one random night, and like a couple of weeks later, she calls me and she's like, "Hey, uh, we need to talk." And I'm like, "What? Why? What's going on?" And she's like, "Are you at work right now?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm at work right now, most definitely." And she's like, "Well, uh, when do you get off?" And I was like, "In like 20 minutes." Because I felt, I just had this feeling, someone right. So I ended up leaving work early. I was like, I had to figure this shit out. Plus, I didn't care about Hollywood video. Yeah, you were like, fuck this job. <laughs> this is shit anyways. <laughs> so I go there, and she she's there when I get there. And she's like, do you care about me? And I was like, what the, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I've known you for like a really long time. You know, I've always cared about you. Like, and uh, she showed me her little pregnancy thing. Her sonogram. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Did you get a DNA hey. test to make sure it was yours? I I did. Yes. Good. I sure did. I literally like now. I ask everyone that. Like, I'm like, hey, did you get a DNA test to make sure it was yours? Like before, you know what you I know mean? What's Just funny. She said no. And the doctor said, do you want to do a DNA test? And she said, no. I said, what? Yeah, yes. Yes, please. There you go. All right. Yeah. Proceed. Sorry. Um, so anyway, she she told me she was pregnant. So I, I flipped the fuck out. Not on her, but I was like, I paced a little bit. And I left the room for like maybe one minute. And then I came back in and I was like, all right. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's, let's be together. Let's figure this thing out. Let's, you know, let's bother this kid. And I was like right there. I was, I was all in 100%. She was crying like, yes, okay. I'm glad you said that. Blah, blah, blah. So we're together. All right. We, I even go to this parent planning hood thing that they have. Like we were in that deal. And then, I mean, I'm there through the whole pregnancy until, like, month, I think, month six. Um, <clears throat> so, it was, it was bad because I find out that she's, she messed around when we were, when we were trying to make this work. And then I kind of, I kind of pushed myself away a little bit. I wouldn't mean to or anything like that. I just was like, you know what? I'm here for you, but I'm not going. We're just going to cut it at that right now. Right. So I didn't break up with her. I just like right now we need to chill. Yeah. So eight months in, I never find out till later, but eight months in, she ends up sleeping with someone. And I find well, out. She's about eight it. months pregnant. Eight months pregnant. Yeah. Eight months pregnant. She sleeps with somebody. That's pretty pregnant. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment. I get it. I mean, I me, I would do it. You know, like that's my woman. Some other random dude, like yeah. shame on him. That's fucking gross. Unless he got that kind of whatever. Some guys have that, like, that uh, like a fantasy, like a mm. fetish for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. But, I was fucking horny when I was pregnant. Like, literally, I think I masturbated one time, like eight times in one day, because I. I needed it. Like I <laughs> needed it. Like it was bad. Like 
Like, my hormone levels were, like, an all-time high. My nipples were hard every day, all day. <laughs> like, I would walk around. And, you know, it's, it's different for females. Like, w- women walk around, and then all of a sudden we get, like, this. So, you guys get boners, right? But we get, like, these, this, like, achy, like, empty feeling, like, right down there. And so, when that happens, it's always, like, what is it, girl? What do you see? What do you smell? <laughs> you know? So, it's, like, what is it? And you have to, like, follow intuition. But, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, so, at eight months pregnant, she sleeps with someone else. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's so weird. She built this really huge insecurity, which I understand your body's going through all these crazy changes, but I never once gave her a reason to be insecure because I, I was I was sleeping with her. Like there wasn't like, hey, let's have sex. Nah, I'm good. I wouldn't none of that shit. Like I was there. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Even video, I mean I went crazy. But I don't know. Just when she started doing sketchy stuff while pregnant, I was like, man, this is not what I want. I can only imagine what's going to happen later. Yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't thinking either. So, I was like, but anyways, I never was once mean to her, never did anything bad. That was it. And I literally had took one month break to try to figure this shit out. Do I want to be with her or do I just want to father this child with her? So, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be with her and father this child. So, I did it. Four years. Didn't find anything out. Didn't know shit. I proposed to her the second year uh, after we had our kid. And a year goes by. We didn't get married because I was working two jobs at the time and doing school. So I really wasn't making but like four grand a month. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really making a whole lot of money to kind of jump into that, and she didn't want to work, and so it was like financially okay. it was just difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that that that's most definitely where it fell well, uh, where it fell apart because at one point we were looking at houses and one of them was like close to two thousand a month and I was like, man, I'm you know I, we can't afford that. And I sat down and I showed her like bills and stuff and how it's going to play out mathematically. And she was like, well, you know what? If you can't afford what I want, then we just don't need to be together. And I was like, oh, okay. But my dumb ass, I was like, well, I better get a third fucking job. My kid had colic. So when she was born, like, she didn't want to take care of my child. I mean, I know women go through this, some, some shit when their kid is born, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, it's called postpartum depression, and it gets it, it hurts really bad. I had it with my both of them um and then i had three miscarriages so i had it literally after every miscarriage because your body still goes through like the labor process you know what i mean so your body still thinks that it gives birth so it gives you the surge of hormones i mean like what was really sad too is that like i remember being four months pregnant i lost my kid um and then yeah because i was 16 weeks i lost the baby and i was still producing milk you know because my body thought that it gave birth because you still go through this whole birthing process. It's it's a surge of hormones. It's it's a lot of depression. It's a lot of estrogen going through your body. Um, so a lot of the times, not I'm not saying that I never wanted to take care of my kids, but at, at some points I was like, man, my kids deserve a better mom. Like I'm shit, you know? And it's you just start in your own head being like, 
they fucking deserve better. Like I'm nothing. I'm nobody. You know what I mean? So it gets, it gets worse and worse and worse because the whole time that you're being a parent, you're just talking down to yourself, you know? And it gets really fucking difficult, especially the first couple months. I don't know if she was breastfeeding or not, but when I was breastfeeding, I remember I was so like sleep deprived. Even my friend Heather, I remember one time I went over to her place and her kid never fucking slept. And one time I went over and she goes, dude, what if this is like, she's like, what if this is just like, I'm in the matrix and my kid isn't even real. Mm. Because she was so sleep deprived and so depressed and so just like exhausted. You know what I mean? That she just, she was like, this is a simulation. My kid's not real. This isn't Holy real. Shit. Because you get delusional sometimes, you know? Um, which I remember being like, hey, you know what? Let me take care of him. And you can kind of take a nap, do whatever it is that you want to do. And I remember when I left, she was just like sitting on the couch, like staring into space. It was the craziest fucking thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, she never really explained a whole lot to me. I mean, I never really, that's because like you were saying, I was like, maybe it's something like that. It's hard to explain. But like, It really is. I would come home after working my second job. And like I said, my kid had colic, so I know it's hard on her, but it was like here. And yeah. then I'm stuck with her all night, all day. And I get like two hours of sleep. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing this for months on end. Like, I mean, give me a break a little bit. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like you work too much. You're never here. And I'm like, at that point, that's probably when she me? started cheating. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what do you want from me? Like, shit, I'm doing everything. And one night, I was like, you know what? Because she was like, I want to go out. And, just hang out with my friends, and I was like, you know what, just go ahead and do it, babe, just just go out, and I'll watch Chloe, and go do what you want to do, she went out, three o'clock, four o'clock comes by, finally, I was like, god damn, so I called, and this dude answers the phone, and I was like, who's this, and then he was like, oh, I'm the one that, uh, that's now going to take your baby mama, and I'm going to come take your kid and shoot you, I was like, what the fuck is this, you're high, that's really fucking Texan of him to say. Right. That's just doesn't even. That's the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. I'm gonna take your kid, but I'm also gonna shoot you. Yeah. What? Like. That's fucked up. And I end up getting my kid. Well, I had her at the top, like right then and there. But I ended up telling her that you know don't come and get her because she's drunk and then she's all freaking out. So she comes over there drunk, trying to leave with my kid, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So she thinks that I'm going to take her away from her. And I was like, look, I'm never going to take Chloe away from you. I just right now, like, you can't take my child while you're drunk driving. Yeah. <clears throat> she takes off. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. She takes off and she uh, played a really good game. She had me fooled. Like, she got in my head. We got back together four years down the road. My kid is now eight. Well, no, she's like, when everything you said done, she was six. Okay. So, however the timeline works, but she was six. And I get... So, you were raising her as a single father, or was it, like, joint custody? We never did anything. We never okay. filed. We were... No, but I'm saying, like, was it, like, half the time with you, half the time with her? Yeah, okay. basically. Got it. But 
like I said, then we were together for those for four years. We we stopped talking, and we just had that back and forth with yeah, Chloe. Yeah, with the kid. And then we got back together. So it was together for four years with our child, both taking care of her. And mind you, I never missed a doctor's appointment. I never missed anything. I, matter of fact, I paid for it all. So anyways, just wanted to throw that shit out there. <laughs> but so I go, I come home from work. And right before I walk in my door, this car pulls up. And it was a constable. And I was like, why in the fuck would a constable be at my house? So he walks up to me and he hands me these goddamn papers. And he was like, you've been served, sir. And I was like, what? I've never been served papers in my damn life. So I opened it up, and it was five years back child support. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was like, it's a 30, almost 30, like $30,000. Yeah. And I call her, and she's like, yeah, uh, we're not together anymore, and I filed child support on you. And I was wow. like, what? Why? Jesus Christ. And she was like, well, I don't want to be with you anymore. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but you filed child support on me. Like, what the fuck? In five months back, I mean, five years back child support? Like, I did all this. You didn't yeah. pay for nothing. And then I took this shit to court. Like, I've done everything I possibly fucking could. <laughs> And I, I, I never got it lowered. They were taking 50% of my paycheck on every paycheck. I mean, we're talking, I was like at 1300 a month for just one kid. So I wasn't making enough money. Like, I couldn't survive. And this was but like I, back when, I when mean. We weren't even making, you would be like doing good to make $10, $12 an hour. I, I wouldn't know, even and like now that's pretty much minimum wage. Yeah. So that's crazy. <clears throat> so it's like. I kept trying to fight it, fight it, fight it, and then finally, like, it, I was down to about $20,000 because it adds interest. They fucking add interest on that shit. I didn't fucking know that. That's crazy. And, yeah, and she ends up filing TANF. I had to pay for that. It was, like, $1,500. She filed for it and got it, and I had to pay for it. So, anyways, I couldn't get out of this fucking rut. Like, I couldn't survive. So, I just, I quit working. Because I, I couldn't even go to work. I lost my car. Now I don't have my car. It's good afford to pay for the motherfucker. So then I get a letter in the mail saying that if you don't pay like X amount of thousand dollars, thousands, whatever it was, then we're going to put a warrant out for your arrest. So I called her and I was like, look, they're going to take me to jail. Like, you know, I don't owe this. Like, can you do anything? Just help me out. Nope. I don't want you to be her dad. I even have the email showing every fucking thing. Oh. I don't want you to be her dad. I don't want you in her life. I don't want you in my life. And she was like, you either pay the money or I'll give you an ultimatum. Give up your rights. So I fucking gave up my rights. I I hate myself for it. Did I want to do it? Fuck no. I had every, I didn't want to do that. I love my child. I want to be there for my child. I still want to be there for my child. I never once wanted to give that up. But she, I felt like, took that from me. Like, I didn't have no choice at that point. Like, it was jail. Or fucking give up my rights. And I can't survive in jail. I mean, fuck. I mean, yeah, I can survive in jail. But, like, I, I'm going to go to jail, get out. And then, what, get another job and get behind. She's going to file another paper on me. Go back to jail and come right back out. Like, it's a never-ending cycle. And that's how they do it these days. It's pretty shitty. Not to everybody. It just not to everybody. I'm not saying that every man in the world gets that done to them. But I was one of the selective few. But... 
yes, it, you get stuck in that cycle and you ain't got the money to get a lawyer. Like, her money was, like, her parents were fucking rich. Yeah. But, anyways, it's... <clears throat> I can't say that because now these days I live differently. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't hate her. Because hate is a fucked off word. Yeah. And I don't want to hate her. You very anyone. much dislike her. Yes. Yes, I do. I feel anybody that is capable of that amount of evil is pretty shitty. Like, that was my kid. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, fuck you, fuck my kid, fuck all this, I don't want it, take it. You were just giving an ultimatum, giving yeah. an ultimatum, and you chose the best. Yeah. See, like, so my friend Jessica, her mom actually is a men's lawyer. Like, you know, um, and and I became a men's mental health advocate. But what I didn't realize was that becoming a men's mental health advocate, you hear so many different stories, and you hear, <clears throat> sorry, and you hear all of these things that that women do just to be fucking spiteful and i'm over here like hey please because my ex like he lives in wisconsin uh he is a he's he works in logistics so he's he's a truck driver you know mm-hmm. i don't ask him for money uh the last time that i even tried to i was belittled i asked for 200 dollars so that i could buy my kids school supplies um and school clothes you know and we were and it was just going to be 50 50 because school supplies and school clothes are fucking expensive you know and um and this is in like nowadays times like fucking 20 dollars barely buys you a loaf of bread and milk cheese and and eggs you know what i mean if that but um so i i no longer ask him for any money i ask him hey i'm gonna do this would you like to participate that's what I ask. Would you like to pers- Would you like to help? That's what I say. Like, and it, and it's a fuck situation because, as a father, like he should be wanting to help, you know. Um, but now, honestly, I'm just happy if he'll fucking come and see his kids whenever he's in Texas, you know, which is sometimes once to twice a month, uh, and he'll see them for about four to six hours and then drops them off. Like that's his life. He like, sees it as a burden. That's that's how I feel. I never want my kids to feel that. That's how I see it. Um, maybe that's not how he sees it. He, he's in his head. He's probably doing whatever the fuck he can. Um, when, when I asked him for the two hundred dollars, he went off and he told me that I was the reason that he was so unhappy. That I fucked up his chance at love. And his, his only chance at love that he had found or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Like, we barely fucking talk, you know. But um, that was just, like, in his head how he had seen it. And I don't, I don't realize, like, I don't know how I did that. I don't know how he got that perception of me. Because, like I was saying, like, as soon as we split up, that was it. Like, I didn't ask him for anything. I didn't tell him I wanted anything. I was never in his personal business. Um, up until one day during like through our divorce paperwork, he started like cussing me out and he started telling me all of these things. And I remember calling his mom and I go, Hey, is he seeing someone new? Is there something going on? Um, because our divorce process wasn't quick enough for him, you know? So then I asked her, I said like, so like what's going on? And she said, "I, I actually, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I said, okay, well, can you please tell him to stop threatening me because he's, he's sending me threatening messages, you know? 
and uh, she she kind of just like backed off and said, hey, I you know, this is something that I don't want to get in between. And I said, no, but you know what? At this point in time, this is kind of like, you know, you're reaping what you sow like his before I was even in the picture. He was like a huge mama's baby, you know, like he was just a mama's a mama's boy through and through. And then when I decided to start dating him, I didn't realize that dating a mama's boy, like, you literally, you're his fucking mom, man. Like, no, everything that I did, like, I had to be everything Gosh, plus of fucking, like yeah. No, I mean, on top of everything, like, that I did for him, like, I still had to fuck him. I see, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, Towards the end there, I was just like, when, when he was doing his shit, I remember thinking, thank God someone else is doing it, not me. How yeah. fucked of a relationship do you have for your significant other to be like, thank God I don't gotta fuck him anymore. If someone else is doing it, think fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucked up, right? That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, Chris, so this is you know, a podcast about self-reflection and self-awareness. Do you feel like you've learned a lot from your past relations? Because you're 36 years old now. Do you, do you feel like you know the signs to look for? Do you feel like you're, you've grown in that aspect? You know, it sucks. The shit that I had to deal with, it sucks. But I, I don't, I don't regret any of it because had it not had happened, I wouldn't be ready for it now. I wouldn't know about it. You know, it's knowledge is uh, is everything. And the more you know, you know, the further you go in life. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to relationships, it's like like when you learn how to walk. Like you don't you don't know shit about relationships, you can't just be great at it. You got to learn the shit, I feel like. And what sucks too is that like you could probably have like you had that, you know, four-year relationship with your baby mama. And you probably learned the ins and outs of, of everything with her. But then when you go into a new relationship, it's absolutely brand new yeah. all over again. It's the yeah. fucking worst, man. Fuck. You got to learn their favorite color and shit. Yeah. 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 I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about your favorite color. Like, that sounds terrible. But at the same time, it's like, dude, your favorite color may be red, but you look good in blue. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> So honestly, like, I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of that. And, uh, but I am happy that you're learning and you became self-aware and you self-reflected on a lot of these things and these issues that you were going through. Thank you. Yeah. All right, you guys, that's, uh, that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, so that we can go back to normal, wear a mask, wash your fucking hands.